during this time, of course, it, it should also be noted that uh, there's not only this transition to the, the coca industry, That's, that, that is basically the transition that happens uh, for the indigenous people. But uh, for the rest of society, there's also uh, pivoting into, <clears throat> sorry, into uh, hydrocarbon industry and also the agricultural business. This is very interesting and very noteworthy because as you have said before, there's a sort of a coupling of uh, Bolivian and Brazilian capital uh, in many aspects, but in the first aspect, uh, the, the first sort of economic area that begins to be coupled with the Brazilian capital is basically the agro-business, the, 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 basically the soya, uh, soy plantations that are in Bolivia, which are uh, led by the mostly white bourgeoisie uh, from the lowlands. And, and this is uh, one of the things that uh, is most important in these uh, few years of transition to democracy, that there is an indigenous bourgeoisie that begins to take pl uh, place in the um, coca, coca trade unions and in some of the remnants of the mining sectors, which begin to be incorporated into the state apparatus, um, making already the transition to the era of mass. Um, yes, it's, it's noteworthy, as we said before, uh, that in 2000-2003, there was another, uh, there were new measures of liberalizing basic uh, goods, uh, which led to very pop to popular up uprisings. I already talked about the 2003 gas war. There's, there was also the 2000 water war. And curiously, uh, one of the people involved in this uh, privatization effort uh, was Carlos Mesa, who is now one of the main opposition forces in the run-up for the elections this year. This whole situation paved the way for a mass electoral victory in 2005, uh, along in a coalition with the Pachacuti Indian movement, uh, which they took 50, 56% of the votes. And this marked a uh, transition to the era of Morales and Masismo, basically. And during this time, uh, we're going to see that uh, there's an antagonism between the indigenous bourgeoisie that, as I said, starts to be incorporated into the state sector and this uh, um, agro-business and hydrocarbon uh, bourgeoisie, which are mainly white and, yeah, that are very linked to um, foreign capitals, like, for example, um, Brazil. You're talking a lot about uh, these these classes of Bolivian people, but you haven't even mentioned the United States or, or imperialist powers once, which might be confusing to some listeners because recently Elon Musk bragged about being able to coup whoever he wants, um, and many interpreted that as an admission that U.S. auto manufacturers and other tech companies had overthrown Morales for cheaper access to Bolivia's lithium. Um, so, so how big a factor is that in in the uh, the shifting political sands of Bolivia? I, I had many. <laughs> this is funny because uh, when I published the article in Spanish, I I I, re I received almost no attention. But when I published it in English, there's there were a lot of leftists were who were really upset with the article because I didn't talk about the United States and how this was an engineered coup. And let me say you, let me tell you that 
Uh, the United States, obviously, in the framework of Latin America, always plays a big part, Not, but it doesn't have to play an active part. Just in the manner that uh, the Trump administration um, sort of recognized the interim government as a legitimate government was more than enough than any coup that they could, they could have organized. I mean, that's how powerful the United States is. It, it, it doesn't need to... Uh, go or organizing coups. Uh, he, he, they just can legitimize any state. But in regards to the lithium, I think there's many, many misconceptions about uh, lithium and Bolivia and uh, what uh, sort of um, role it plays. So let me tell you that um, many people think that what happened was uh, the most crude interpretation is that Bolivia nationalized lithium and the United States opposed it, so they organized a coup to overthrow Morales so that lithium could, again, circulate in the global uh, um, circulation market of commodities, you know. Uh, this is actually false. Uh, lithium has been nationalized since the beginning of uh, Morales' tenure, but one of the problems with uh, lithium exploitation in Bolivia is that uh, Bolivians actually don't have the 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 means uh, to exploit lithium. Lithium exploitation is actually a very 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 uh, complicated uh, uh, enterprise. There's only a few uh, countries that can do it, and um, Bolivia is not one of them. Uh, moreover, th there's not only that. Uh, um, Bolivia has the. It's true that Bolivia has the biggest. Uh, um, lithium reserves worldwide, but one of the things that they don't tell you is that uh, where these lithium reserves are. Uh, the lithium in Bolivia is located in a very particular uh, part of the country in the Salar de Uyuni, the Uyuni uh, salt flat, which is almost, I think, 6,000 uh, meters above the sea level. One of the problems that Bolivia has as well is that uh, it, it is landlocked, so it's very hard to extract the lithium and then transport it uh, outside of Bolivia, especially when you have Chile and Argentina who have, of course, they don't have as, as uh, a big as, as a reserve as Bolivia, but they have very big reserves. So that's one of the reasons why, yes, uh, Bolivia... Uh, is a key player in the uh, global uh, commodity circulation of lithium, but it's not the only player. And there's also the fact that uh, Bolivia was actually uh, has actually uh, sold private ventures for the lithium exploitation for, uh, for a, a Chinese company, Xinjiang TBE Group, and also a German company, ACI Systems. They closed a deal of $3 billion. So it's not like they tried to keep the lithium for themselves and then sell it themselves. More like the, they're doing the same uh, sort of public-private uh, schemes as uh, the Venezuelan government has done with oil, you know? So basically what they do is that they possess the rights of... Uh, I mean, they, 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 they have the, the materials and then they sell access to these materials, okay? So basically, it's open to any enterprise that wants to do ventures with uh, Bolivian, the Bolivian government was more than welcome to do it in, in the eyes of Evo Morales. In, in fact, they tried, they actively tried to sell lithium on the global market and try to attract private ventures into Bolivia for a long time.
for a very, very long time because uh, investors were really reticent of uh, investing in Bolivia because of the nationalization schemes that uh, um, Morales implemented, which were basically um, uh, a means to an end to uh, expand the social safety nets of the Bolivian people, but they weren't taken kindly by international investors.